So I'm speaking with composer Carl Thiel, who's uh, one of my favorite composers and happens to work with one of my favorite directors, Mr. Robert Rodriguez. Uh, Carl has been part of Robert's team for many, many years, dating back to uh, all the way back to Shorts and Spy Kids 3D and Once Upon a Time Mexico. Uh, these days, Robert leans even more heavily on Carl's skills and talents as a composer. Uh, Carl co-composed the scores for Machete Kills and Sin City, A Dame to Kill For with uh, Robert, and he has full reins on the TV series adaptation of From Dust Till Dawn, which recently completed its first season on the El Rey Network and uh, is actually on Netflix, too, so you can check it out and catch up there. Uh, the soundtrack for the show uh, is also on its way out. Carl, thanks so much for chatting today. It's so great to talk again. Yeah, likewise, Kaya. Thanks. Good to talk to you again. Uh, so since the last time we've spoken, you've composed the scores to Sin City of Dame to Kill For and now the first season from Dust Till Dawn. So as your working collaboration with Robert progresses, has it has it changed over at all at all over the years? I mean, the process that you work with him, I mean, he's a composer himself, so it must be an interesting, I think, uh, evolution between you two working together. Yeah, it has. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, it I feel so blessed to have the opportunity to work with him. Uh, I've learned a lot from working with him. You know, he's one of those guys that really thinks outside of the box. And, you know, whenever anybody tells him you can't do this, that's that's more of a challenge for him to prove everybody that he can. Uh, you know, living in Austin, creating his own world over here, completely outside of the Hollywood right. uh, mach- machine, you know. So I've, I've, I've learned a lot from that process, you know, and, and you know, figuring out ways to do things. Uh, you know, outside of the norm and, and being creative in ways that, that you know, the ordinary school of thought might not lead me to, you know. So that, that's been an interesting process in that sense. Absolutely. So, I mean, now you're working with him again on From Dust Till Dawn, uh, which is based on, of course, his original film. Um, and it was one of my favorites growing up. And, you know, it spawned two sequels and even a video game. So, I mean, there's already this, this <laughs> huge universe that was pre-existing. So what was the, the goal of the series uh, that Robert wanted to do? And when he you guys started talking music, I mean, how did you guys approach this to this kind of additional part of a franchise? Well, you know, when when we first started talking about it, you know, I, I watched the uh, the original film, which is basically what the whole first season is based on. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get some ideas and trying to figure out if we we're going to go with, you know, trying to imitate the score that was that was on there, and, and maybe because there's a lot of songs in there too. The soundtrack included a lot of songs in the, the original movie, and you know, as in the onset, I tried to re- imitate the score, trying to do testing some of the scenes. Once I finally got some picture of, of the episodes, and um, it just wasn't working exactly the same way. The, the mood is a little bit different, and you know that the, the uh, there's a lot of uh, side stories, and there's some uh, uh, you know uh, uh, what do you call it uh, background uh, that comes in from some of the characters that's mm-hmm. not represented in the movie, and there's additional characters, so it, it became kind of its own thing, and it wanted to. Be, be its own animal as far as the uh, soundscape is concerned. So I did a lot of tests. First, I started with more like a rocking type of vibe, you know, like most of the new movies that we worked on. Right. But that felt like like it was it felt a little too safe uh, sonically, you know, it, emotionally. It didn't it didn't really give the uh, the attitude the, the feeling of of uncertainty that we wanted to create. Robert was uh, was very keen on wanting to make this a. Uh, uh, and, and emotionally driven, um, unsettled score. And so what I started trying is taking away the melodies and making it more moody, less predictable, more uh, uh, uncertain. Uh, so you don't know which way you're going to go. You know, mm-hmm. 
the Gecko Brothers, uh, you know, are we supposed to like them? Are we supposed to hate them? You know, are these good guys, bad guys? They have good qualities, bad qualities. You know, we wanted to create that uncertainty. And by taking away the melodic content and making it more uh, rhythm and uh, atonal uh, uh, soundscape, we created that emotional uh, uh, background, sonic background yeah. for for the for the episodes. Right, and I mean, just it, it feels uh, like it's taking itself a lot more seriously than maybe the film did, and it, it is really trying to invest in the characters. And I guess since you have more ground to cover, you know, ten episodes worth of material, you you want to make sure the audience is you know in it uh, for the for the long haul. And uh, exactly. And so, you know, it is a series, uh, so you have these, you know, 10 episodes long, um, you know, shorter than a broadcast series, which is like 20 episodes. So do, do you look at it as uh, 10 one-hour chapters, or do you kind of look at it as a 10-hour narrative? I mean, did you map out the score across the whole season, or kind of worked one episode at a time? Well, I mean, there's some things that I knew there was going to be an arc that was going to be developed. So I, I created some of the... the some of the themes that were going to be developed along, you know, throughout the whole 10, 10, uh, 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things, you know, uh, you know, didn't work out as, as I have planned, you know, as, as things go, uh, but some others, you know, some of the themes that I may have just kind of thrown in as a filler ended up blossoming later uh, as, as the characters developed so the, 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 uh, the score with them. So it was a, it was a really interesting process for me because I was going like, wow, this is really working. It's growing. And it, I learned from from the process and and seeing how the characters are growing it inspires me to develop the things to to grow with them. Wow, because this is your because uh, you've worked on a TV TV show before, but it, this is kind of your first from start to finish, all encompassing first season, right? Yes, and the the TV show that I worked on before was the, it was a sitcom, right. and uh, you know the music is very different. It takes a secondary place. The sitcom is most you know most of the time it's just bumpers and. Uh, you know, transitions, things of the sort, uh, and uh, it doesn't rely as much on music uh, for the content, whereas this series is, is really very cinematic. Robert Warnick will make it as much as, as, as a movie sound and, and look as possible. Right. So, so so we're investing a lot of time and, and effort into making each episode look like a movie. Oh yeah, I mean it's and it, it, it's it the result is great. So uh, is a uh, season two in the works? Is it coming? Yes, I'm actually working right now on episode one of season two. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, what I, and with both you know Sin City two and From Distal Down the series, you're working on franchises. So. I mean, you, you mentioned right. you mentioned you, you mentioned you look back at the original from *Dust Till Dawn*. Um, but do you find it uh, helpful, or do you find it challenging working on an entry into a franchise that has kind of an established past, an established uh, fan base, established music that people have expectations? I mean, what what kind of do you bring? What do you see it as when you kind of get on a project like that? Well, I think I think for for *Dust*, you know, it's been such a long time since the movie came out. Yeah, there's people that are diehard fans from it, and I know that some people are going to be disappointed. They're not going to look like, well, this is not exactly the same. But we're trying to create a, 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 a series that, that yeah, it's, it's, it has certain uh, attachments to the original, both sonically and, and storyline. Mm-hmm. But what this is basically just a, 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 a what do you call it, a, a platform to create a, a whole new animal out of it. Right. You know, season two is looking amazing. You know, I can't tell you much about it at all, but 
the, the way that the characters are being developed and the new storylines are just amazing. It's so exciting to see it. And it's just basically uh, creating a whole world that, that, that is very unexpected from, from what you get from the first season. Right. And, uh, you know, now, now Robert was making vampires cool way before Twilight. So, you, you know, but right. <laughs> do you, do you have any favorite classic vampire movies that you either grew up with or that you love to, to watch? Oh gosh. Vampire movies. Uh, well, I don't know. This is not, this doesn't qualify as a vampire movie, but, uh, an American werewolf in London oh, was, yeah. was, was a, a, an awesome movie. I mean, I, I loved it. It really impressed me. Uh, you know, th- th- it was the very first time you see the transfer- transformation, right. uh, you know, in, in, in plain uh, light, you know, completely hard lit. And it was such a cool experience for me to see that, you know, in the theater. Uh, I was very impressed by it. Those classic uh, Universal monster movies are, you know, they're the best. Right. <laughs> Exactly. And so now, I mean, you're working with Robert, I mean, is amazing on its own. I mean, but his stuff is, I love him as a director, you know, as as I'm growing up and attaching him as a director because he has a style, but every one of his films kind of uh, is a different genre of its own. So it must be such a creative reward to be able to have a, a different canvas every time. I mean, how is it, is it for you, has it been like, I mean, the best collaboration you've ever had? It, it has, it has, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm learning so much from, from, from film to film. I, I try to pick up a new instrument, try to learn something new. You know, I, I try not to repeat myself too much, you know, and, and Robert's great at that. You know, he, he gives great direction. It's like, well, that's sounding a little bit too much like that other thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. This needs something completely different. Let's, let's go with this. This he challenges me to push, push for something different, create something new every time. And and by that I'm expanding my palette and and my experience from it. You know, I I learn from from great composers too. You know, I, I watch a lot of movies, and you know, every time that I, anything perks up my ear or I, I elicits an emotional response from me that I wasn't expecting, you know, I, I go and study it, and I try to figure out what was it in that in that piece that that really you know made me react in such a way, and I learn from that. Yeah, I mean, I love your sound too, Carly. I think you've established such a a unique voice too, and uh, hearing you kind of uh, work on these uh, on these films and these different genres has been a, a pleasure for, to listen to from from my point. Oh, what? <laughs> I, I really appreciate that, Kaya. Thanks for saying that. Um, but also uh, looking forward, you also have a I saw you have a documentary that you scored coming up called the The Teller and the Truth. And, yes, that's and, right. Uh-huh. So I mean, do you uh, just looking based on the trailer? I, it seems like the film uses a lot of reenactment to explore the mystery of this, uh, of the disappearance of this uh, woman. And uh, so, I mean, how did you approach? Uh, do you approach something like this differently than you would a, a fictional narrative? Yeah, you know, it's funny because this this documentary it's it's more like a docudrama. It's like you mm-hmm. say, there's a lot of reenactments, and and uh, the director, whom I've known for a while. He and I did a movie a, a while back called Before the Music Dies, which was also a documentary. Mm-hmm. That was a straight documentary. Uh, and so I've known Andrew for a long time, and this is his first attempt at, at doing more something more dramatic mm-hmm. uh, with a storyline. And, uh, and it, my vision for it, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a love story in, in, you know, embedded in this whole mystery. So for me, I, I treated it as, as a drama. And uh, it was a very rewarding experience for me because I got to explore some some uh, sonic soundscapes and 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 uh, chordal progressions that I that I hadn't used before. Um, so I got to flex those muscles, and 
it, you know, it, it, it's a it's a really amazing film. Uh, Andrew's a, an incredible photographer. He comes from from fast photography in his background, and so he's got an amazing eye. Every shot looks like a postcard. It's just beautiful, yeah, and it, the storyline is it, it's, it's very captivating. It looks very intriguing. I mean, uh, I just I just I've only seen the trailer, but uh, it, uh, I can't wait for it to come out because it looks very kind of captivating. And the story, I mean, the story I was reading about it, it's a incredible, you know, story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, Carl, I'm uh, out of questions for you this time. But uh, it was so great to to catch up and 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 thanks again for your time and and chatting about from dusk till dawn and congratulations on the series and season two coming up. So uh, hopefully we can do this again when season two is done. <laughs> I, I would love it. Thank you so much, Kai. I appreciate it.